Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees. The multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope you are having a great day wherever you are. Uh, you're enjoying yourself. Had a great weekend and are ready for a great week ahead. Um, I want to say a thank you to all of you for joining me on my podcast. Your support, your, your listening. And I hope that these topics can help you um, trigger conversation, uh, talk about our issues, talk about our ideas. Because when we have conversation, we exchange opinions, we exchange ideas, and we can heal. Um, stop the violence in our homes, and we will stop the violence in our streets. Stop the violence in our streets. And we will stop the violence at the borders. Have that conversation in your homes. And you will have that conversation in your streets. Have that conversation in your streets. And you will have that conversation at your borders. That is important for us to all heal. And on that topic, I am going to have a conversation today on something that makes us angry. And the reason why we need to heal. What are the 10 most angriest countries in the world my dear friends yes that is our topic today so let's go there the 10 most angriest countries in the world lebanon turkey armenia iraq afghanistan jordan mali sierra leone india iran I don't agree with India, but I will get to that. There is a problem, yeah? The bulk of these countries, my dear friends, are um, Islamic countries with a mix of Christians. Christians, okay? The bulk is, is uh, Islamic countries. You know what that is, okay? Um, Lebanon, 60-40. Turkey, 99% Islamic. Armenia is Christian. Iraq majority Muslim, Afghanistan Muslim, Jordan, Mali, Sierra Leone, uh, 78% uh, Christ, uh, Muslim, India, Iran, okay, we go further down, we look at some other stats, okay, we got Benin, Morocco, Togo, Pakistan is better than us apparently, but heck, you know, that's just for paper, we know where they stand, um, Pakistan, Tunisia, Uganda, Laos, Congo, Guinea, Sri Lanka, Georgia, Nepal, Philippines, Jamaica, and so on and so forth. So the bulk of these countries are Islamic countries. Uh, The second part is uh, the second biggest denomination in these countries is Christianity, my dear friends. Um, uh, and if you go to see some of the largest, sorry, some of the least angriest countries in the world, um, what the survey shows us, Finland, Mauritius, Estonia, Portugal, Netherlands, Sweden, South Africa, well, I won't put that there, Iceland, Panama, Kazakhstan. These are the 10 least um, cunt- uh, angriest countries in the world. Now. I will just talk about India briefly and we'll come back to it. India was a country that was ruled by two Abrahamic groups for the better part of 1300 years. Okay, for the better part of 1300 years, we've been ruled in part 
by Abrahamic groups. What does that tell you? That that Abrahamic colonization of our mind is still going on. And because of that, we are still angry today. And you understand if the anger, the bulk of this anger is in Islamic countries, okay? The bulk of this anger comes from nations with Abrahamic root, root, okay? All these countries, these uh, Abrahamic colonization of the mind, which occurred in India, is the root cause of our anger, okay? We have not healed and we need to heal, okay? Um, this is the bulk of the, of the anger. Um, I'm going to compare that with something else refugees if you look at the refugees in the world 90 percent of the refugees in the world come and go from abrahamic countries 90 percent my dear friend 90 percent of the of the of the problems uh in the world are abrahamic countries the biggest war going on right now is in ukraine which are both orthodox Christian countries, one versus the other. And that is important to understand. Very, very important. Um, so all the refugees come and go from bulk, majorly Christian countries, uh, uh, Islamic countries, you know, um, Jewish refugees, all Abrahamic. The rest, there's just not even a percentage or maybe 2% of the refugees in the world that are Hindic. And every time they're Hindic refugees, it has to do with either Islam or Christianity causing the problem. So we understand there's a pattern over here, very important pattern. Why? Because these are all supremacist ideologies that they do not understand the earth is not flat. Their goal is always to wipe out civilization and impose their rhetoric on you. And when they can do it, they use violence. And violence causes trauma. That trauma cannot heal from the outside. And they're trying to pray, to, to uh, sing hymns. They're trying to externalize. They're trying to... Um, Submit you, pay five times, pray ten times, pray in this angle, pray in that angle, pray up, pray down, pray in the night, starving yourself in the morning. It's not going to work. It's inner engineering that's going to help you. Dharma, take your responsibility, understand your currents and ways, offload the baggage, take your responsibility and you will get equal opportunity but both these all these abrahamic groups do not know how to take their responsibility and that has come into our minds and that is the basis of who we have become in india and that is important to understand this basic equation the abrahamic colonization of our minds has led us down this road and in order to heal we have to give up the Abrahamic colonization of our minds and understand what they are. They are about supremacy, total and utter supremacy. That word supremacy is now become woke. They cannot say it. Supremacy means I'm the truth, the way, the life. And supremacy means the person always on the other side is wrong. 
They do not understand the worst, the philosophy that the worst, your worst enemy is yourself. Your worst enemy is when you do not understand your currents that form the waves. That you will, you have to take your responsibility to clean and to heal. And once you heal, then you can become uh, better. Um, I was listening to a conversation. I'm going to put the link uh, in my podcast. And the link is uh, Rivek Ramaswamy, who is one of the presidential candidates. Um, um, one of the presidential candidates in the U.S. 2024 elections for the Republican side. And he was having a conversation with Tucker Carlson. I know a lot of people do not like him, but the conversation, the, the goal here is to understand what Vivek Ramaswamy says, okay? His parents are from India, uh, and he is a well-to-do, you know, uh, he rose up the ladder uh, with hard work in one generation. And in... Uh, he says very clearly, a lot of people call me privileged. He says, I'm white. They say, I'm white privileged. He says, but where's the whiteness in me? He's as dark as dark can get. He's even darker than Obama. Obama is lighter than him, okay? Because Obama is Métis. He's half, his mother is European descent, father's African. So he says, I'm not white. So he says, basically, this white privilege has become uh, an ideology. Uh, to deflect and rule, to not take your responsibility, but to give you a diversion of your mind. He says, I am privileged. I'm absolutely privileged. I am privileged because I had two parents who believed in values, in God, hard work and education. That is the privilege they gave me. Education, my family values and hard work. Something to that effect, not the exact words that he used. But my God, I cannot believe that this fellow was saying this. Um, it was absolutely astounding. And he says, this woke business is basically there to deflect and will never take, never take your responsibility. They give you a perception of your mind. They indoctrinate you. They're very good at giving you labels, di dividing you, giving you um, putting you in blocks and closing those blocks you get, become a slave of those blocks you become slave of these ideologies and then after you you become a victim of that ideology and you never evolve and they put you on this ideology blacks can never uh, your blacks are never competent blacks are this blacks are that oh our whites are racist and they they break you up into these blocks and these patterns and these platforms and they expect you always to work within these patterns. The moment you go out of the pattern, you become uh, a hate speecher, you become fake news, you become disinformation, you, became, you become unbucked, you become, you know, that's what they use in India. You become a Sanatani, you become this. They have names for you to put you back in the box and make you a slave ideological slaves because slavery is not physical slavery is ideological to make you a slave of that ideology force you to do it if not they'll take away your voice slap you with a fine and then after they say oh well yeah we're we're winning we're we're you know see it's cast and that is exactly what they are that's why there's always violence and there's anger 
there's always anger. They, they keep you locked in a box where you listen to the echoes of your voice. And from there onwards, um, they keep you on a plantation of anger all the time. Okay. Um, and, and this is why you're always angry. You cannot get out of the box. You have to repeat what they want you to say and pretend that you're happy. But the anger is on the inside. They infuse, infuse, infuse you. And as someone who grew up as a very angry child because of the trauma in my house, one of the reasons for the trauma... Sorry, I'm out walking. One of the reasons for the trauma is because the church tried to indoctrinate me with its ideology that I have to believe in it and I have to believe that I'm going to heaven. I have to believe that I'm, I'm uh, this is, Jesus is the only one who's going to heal me. They're the ones who are causing the problem. They're the ones who are using the violence. They're the ones who are using ideological, physical, me- uh, uh, emotional, uh, mental violence. And from there onwards, they're using, uh, and then they say, oh, well, Jesus is going to help you. Well, why are you causing the violence? And they break your spirit. It's all about breaking your spirit into a million pieces so that they will resurrect you in the manner they want and in the vote bank that they want you to vote on. That is slavery. Okay? So you're always a slave. You're always angry. And this slavery causes anger after anger after anger. So on another video I, of Valuetainment, I've talked about this uh, platform before, they're in, I think Los Angeles, I'm, I'm not sure if they're in, uh, where in the States, maybe Texas, but look, they are a very good platform, Valuetainment, and I was listening to one of their videos and they were talking about this uh, uh, top 10 angry list, and um, they were talking about why some Muslims believe that oh, their problems are not their fault. Uh, their problems uh, are all the Americans' fault. The America is, is, the, is the problem. But then why are they running to America? All of them are running to America. If America was really bad, then Americans, you wouldn't be running to America, would it be? Okay, so he said, he says he was talking to this man and they say, he told this man, well, before you talk to Ameri- about America, why don't you look at your history and you, you, you guys know very clearly that you've got a lot of violence in your history. You've got a lot of problems. You've got a lot of issues in your history and that is coming back to get you now. But of course, this man doesn't accept it. So let me explain to you why they, why they are brainwashed and America is the problem. Because Islamic countries are not one. Islam is an ideology. It's not a country. And it was a colonial, a very vast colonial empire. Okay. So this colonial empire had many states, many kingdoms, many uh, sultans, many emirs, and all of them were fighting with each other. And one time that fighting led to them fighting against each other because they were, each one wanted power, each one wanted to be subjugated, and they fought against each other. And because they fought against each other, um, their empire came down, their caliphate came down. Okay, and it was the Turks who brought them down. It was their own people who brought them down. So the Turkish people, uh, known 
formed an organization called the Young Turks and the Young Turks uh, bought the Caliphate down because the Caliphate was so ideologically behind in everything and every way possible. And they formed the modern country of Turkey. Okay, I think this was 1923, if I'm not mistaken, 23 or 24. Um, so they were brought down by their own people who evolved and said, enough is enough, I'm not taking a nonsense. But they continued fighting against each other. You had the 1960 wars, which led to 1967, the Six-Day War in Israel, where the Israeli forces then took over uh, this, uh, the, the Levant, and then we get the modern state of Israel, uh, because first Israel was only 20%. What they don't say is that they were fighting among themselves, okay? Because everyone had power. The Syrians wanted the land, the Egyptians wanted the land, the, the, Filish, the Jordanians wanted that land. Um, everyone wanted that land, okay? The Muslim Brotherhood was part of this nonsense. They all wanted a piece of the land, so they fought against each other. And because they are small countries and they don't have power, what they did was they allied with people on the outside. So they used the Americans, okay, to fight against each other. So the Americans are not going to sit in, they, they want the Americans. You had Saudis on one side, the Gulf Arabs on one side, you had the North African Arabs on the other side. Everyone is using the Arabs to fight against each other, okay? The Pakistanis on the other side. There was a time in Pakistan in the 1970s, Arab civil war. Pakistan was against Israel. Do you know that? Look it up on the internet. Uh, Pakistan created uh, a genocide in Israel, in, in Palestine, killing 25,000 Palestinians. And they said very clearly, you have to learn to give up your land. And, and, and that was led by General Ziaul Haq. We know what, where he went and what he became. So that, that's Islam for you. They were fighting against each other. We know that East, West Pakistan created a genocide in East Pakistan with three million people. We know that. We know that. Um, so this is a war within Islam. This is a war not an, against Islam. And in order to each one to get more power and, um, and be more powerful than the other, they had to ally with other people on the outside. Who was the biggest power to ally at that time? The Americans. So each one allied with the Americans and the Americans ended up fighting, you know, pitting them one against the other. The Americans are not going to give you what you want. The Americans also have their own agenda. They have their own agenda with what they want. So they're going to use you to get what they want. You're using the Americans to get what you want. And it's a mess. No one wants to take their responsibility. Will Islam ever take its responsibility? Saying they were fighting each other. And this fight against each other has been going on not from the 1940s. It's been going on for 1400 years. It's their currents that form the waves. Pakistan refuses to take its... its it's um, um, responsibility when they say, um, oh, well, the, Ameri the, the West is uh, responsible for the problems in Pakistan. But they went courting the West for money with their begging goal right from the time Jinnah was there. Jinnah asked them for money. He leveraged the geographical area of Pakistan for, um, for, the, Korean, for the wars, for the Korean War. Um, 
and and because they needed they needed money for this their new state they needed support for their new state and so they leveraged their geographical area with the americans so they keep using the americans keep begging for money and then they didn't get what they want or should i say they are corrupt they kept using the money and and lining their pockets so they they could not sell tell that to the people they've told the people oh it's the americans fault where's the money gone if it's the american fault Do the americans tell you to be corrupt so because you created problems you're corrupt you have to blame others similarly these arab leaders are all corrupt okay they're not taking their responsibility each one of them wants power over the other there was uh, a coup in in the 90s against qatar the qatar leader the qatar leader now the current qatar's leader's grandfather was in charge and the qatar's the uh, the his father had a bl- b- bloodless coup against his grandfather the current leaders the current leaders uh, gr- uh, father had a coup against his grandfather took over and rebuilt the country but at the same time it was a coup the local arab leaders were not happy in the gulf so they tried to assassinate the father of the current qatari leader Emir they tried to assassinate him and that's why there've always been a cold front between the Qataris and the Saudis but they will never mention that they will always say oh look the Americans the Americans why it's a deflect and rule deflect from your own problems keep you on a complete uh, plant plantation of anger and because they keep you on the plantation of anger ah guess what you will never get out of that that stink that stench and this is a fault this is typical islam typical islam don't take your responsibility but deflected on others with what kufar mushrik um um kufar mushrik najas you of the christians with um christians with um pagan 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 and all of that has transferred to the indian subcontinent because the indian subcontinent is was so rich was so rich that we ourselves were fighting among ourselves we had to ally with people on the outside just like the muslims are doing now um the arabs are doing now we had to ally with people on the outside in order to get help to solve to to help uh, to solve our own issues to to stop the petty crimes to stop the war within so we allied and the portuguese came we allied this the the arabs came we allied with others and the uh, the turks came then the moguls came then all the europeans came we didn't ask the 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 british didn't invade india the british would get asked for permission to trade that trade then became trade not territory that trade then became territory and after that it took another 200 years for them to leave but it's because of our own fault and their mentality has now become indian mentality their anger their proxy wars is still going on they keep blaming the hindus and that's why they want to do uh, break hindutva um why 
because they do not want to take their responsibility for the proxy war that is still going on. The Christians want to convert India to Christianity, is Muslims want to convert India to Islam and both of them are fighting on the top but they cannot tell the story they cannot you can't all have all Christians and all Muslims how can you have all Muslims if you have all Christians and how can you have all Christians if you have all Muslims so they're fighting with each other but they can't stop and so that's why they have to blame the Hindus so it's non-stop battle and what do they use they use caste. Caste was the caste and Dalit was the woke deflecting rule of the colonial empires. Okay? This was colonialism of the medieval eras that was brought to the Indian subcontinent as a deflecting rule. This was medieval wokeness in order to, to de- degrade us to subjugate us, to create tensions among us. And once we break into million pieces, they pick up the pieces and then they rise up and they, they remake it in the image of the lands they left behind, which is exactly what's happening now. It is a debris field of the invasions of Abrahamic invaders and colonizers. And this is why we're fighting and this is why we're still angry. If you understand that entire journey, that entire sequence of events, a chain of events, the pattern of events, you will understand why we're angry and how to heal, my friends. And that's why we need at this junction to talk about Dharma. What is Dharma? Dharma is your duty to understand your metaphysical energy, balance it in alignment with the creator brahma okay what is brahma is the sanskrit word for creator what is that creator the creator is the sun at the center of the cosmos a sun that's a cosmos that is in a galaxy a galaxy is in another galaxy and it goes on and it's the subconscious it's it's who we are galaxy after galaxy we don't know but in every galaxy there's a center every galaxy their cosmos and and in our cosmos that sun is the creator it creates the electromagnetic field it's a huge electromagnetic reactor and that electromagnetic reactor has a field the ripple effects of those react of that magnetic field are the rings of the sun and that, those rings of those fields, that magnetic energy has uh, gravitated together because it's electromagnetic and formed mass. That mass has now formed, uh, the great uh, has, has form, formed um, planets and the planets are connected to the center of the cosmos, that's the sun, the creator, through its core. The core electromagnetic, the core of each planet is, is, um, has, is a molten mass, okay, is molten, which is constantly churning. The churning of our planet the cent- causes the center to be molten, and that is connected to the electromagnetic field of the cosmos through the crater, to the sun. And this mass. And this electromagnetic field at its center is um, it's like the fire from within. It's like, a, you know, you have a barbecue fire, you have the uh, uh, coal, charcoal fire, and you have the fire below, the coal is burning, and you have the flame going up. So 
from the center, the core of the earth. It now comes through the surface equally and that has caused atmosphere. All of that in conjunction with its distance from the sun has caused atmosphere. Atmosphere has now formed uh, uh, atmosphere has now formed uh, species of life and those species, one of those species of life is us. At its core we are the magnetic cosmos. We are cosmic reality. Our frequencies that make us up are a cosmic frequency. Okay, and to understand um, those cosmic frequencies, you have to just understand. You have to understand that we're all aham uh, brahmasmi. We are all a part of creation. The labels are just a div- um, an illusion that they give you. These labels of caste and dalit are an illusion that they give you in order to divide you and keep you down um, so that someone else can have power. And this is the fallacy, the ignorance of Abrahamic ideologies. Um, And it is important to understand and we have to go back cycle after cycle after cycle because that's how the cosmos works in cycles and heal one junction at a time every junction every um, um, every issue every junction every corner in life and those junctions are your ego let go of your ego and you will heal. Once you heal, there's no one that can hurt you. Because you will only meet people who will heal. Okay? People say, oh, your ego. What is an ego? Is when you come to the junction and you understand the 360 degrees of the junction in conjunction with the geographical, the geological area where you are. That cosmic energy, because it comes from the ground up. We are geological, geographical and geometaphysical energy field we rise up and we heal um, and once we heal we go back to the earth once the life is over and come back up that's reincarnation we go to the layers of earth join the water below and then come back to the surface through the water that feeds the earth feeds our fields fields our food the food then gives us life and on and on and on that cycle goes but in order for us to heal we have to give up that ego we have to make every junction into an intellectual laboratory and remember we're always churning we're always evolving photosynthesizing always evolving um and that's important to understand the earth is not flat and once you understand that constant churning constant evolution you will understand that you can heal Okay, you don't have to be on a platform of anger because platform of anger is is Abrahamic. That platform is a flat earth. And that is why all Abrahamic countries, specifically Islamic countries, um, are always on an angry platform. They're always, um, they've got issues. And India has become an Abrahamic dump. Okay the proxy wars of Abraham that ruled our land for the better half of 1500 years um, or 1300 years uh, slowly by slowly um, after the refugees came and remember we were very rich land 
And all of these people came because the land was rich. All of these people came to enjoy its economic benefits of a, of a society that is healed, of a society that was better, uh, a society that was pluralistic, that gave everyone the freedom to speak, um, freedom to have an opinion, unlike the closeted, subjugative slave ideologies of Abraham. Uh, gave everyone a chance to offload their balance, heal inner engineering, and rise up above the status quo. And so that is important to say. So this is how you heal. This is how I healed, my friends. This is how I heal because I come from a very Abrahamic, closeted uh, family. A lot of violence, a lot of physical, ideological typical I am the truth the way the life violent and uh, it had to go somewhere it had to heal if not I was going down so now I have it's beautiful to get rid of it it's beautiful to heal it's beautiful to talk externalize and it's beautiful to share your knowledge or whatever you know and once you can do that you will meet people who will share their knowledge with you and it's important to, to listen, to listen, take that knowledge. You don't have to agree with it. It's important to adjust it and align. Yagna is alignment. Alignment with what? What is yagna? We say well, yagna is worship, fire worship. Yagna is not fire worship. Remember what I'm saying. Yagna is not fire worship. Yagna. Um, yagna is... Um, Alignment, okay, alignment. Alignment with what? Alignment with the creator. The creator is the sun. The sun causes the electromagnetic, uh, creates the electromagnetic field. And the electromagnetic field has created the, the planets. Every planet has a field of its own. And that has an axe. The planet has an electromagnetic axe. Okay, it's, you can see the axe of the planet. And that axis is a particular angle. It changes, it moves every 20, about 25 kilometers a year, okay? And the, the planet moves like a top on that axe, that actual precession of the, side of the planet, it's called. Axial, A-X-I-A-L, precession of the planet. This precession of the planet takes 25,920 years, which is 72 years per, uh, per degree. Okay, so 360 degrees, 25,920 years, that's 72 years per degree. That's how our mind, our energy field takes to change. So it's one lifetime per degree. And so people say, oh, we don't change so fast. No, we don't change fast because we are the cosmos. The cosmos is who we are and we are the cosmos and we move like the cosmos. Our energy field moves like the cosmos. Um, so that's how why we don't why, why we take time to change, and we have to heal. We just say, oh well, the cosmos is going to do everything. No, you have to heal also, and it's important for that. Okay, so that is what yagna is to 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 align with the procession cycle of the planet, with the axial procession of the planet, in order to to minimize turbulence to the, the maximum and to heal from the inside that is what healing is and once you heal once you to heal you have to understand every junction in life the currents that form the waves that is recorded in your dna offload this 
and you will heal. And this no Abrahamic ideology will do for you. Abrahamic ideology is only to suffocate you with some praying and believing and self, self, uh, um, self-belief. Brainwashing yourself that there's some God that you've never seen. Blind faith, absolute blind faith. Um, and just pray to him uh, and you will be okay. Five times a day, ten times a day, starve, whatever, and you'll be free. You're not going to heaven, you're not going to hell. That doesn't, doesn't exist. What exists is healing. And doing your duty, your dharma, to yourself to heal. And that's important. Uh, so on that note, I'll take your time. i take your leave. Uh, thank you for listening to me. Please share my podcast um, with your friends. Have that conversation with at least five people. Ask them to have it with another five people. Ask them to have it with another five people until the ripple effect of our conversations give us uh, a chance to heal and rise up to a better future. On that note, I thank you for your time. You have yourself a great day.